Hello, this is Veronica from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Thursday, the 1st of September. The Aam Aadmi Party today won the vote of confidence which was tabled by Delhi Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal. All the MLAs present at the assembly had voted in favor of the motion. Ahead of the voting, Kejriwal brought up Operation Lotus, which is a term that AAP has been using to allege a BJP ploy to persuade AAP MLAs to defect by offering them money. The Delhi Chief Minister said that BJP's Operation Lotus had failed miserably as not even one of AAP's MLAs broke away. While addressing the assembly, Kejriwal also said that there had been a 4% increase in vote share while referring to Gujarat. He added that if Sisodia gets arrested, then it will be 6%. On the CBI's raid on the Deputy Chief Minister, Kejriwal said that the CBI officials also understood that there was no case, but they were under pressure. The CBI had raided Sisodia in connection with an alleged liquor scam, which took place through the now-rolled-back new excise policy. Sisodia has been accused of extending undue financial favours to those holding liquor licences after the tenders had been awarded. There was a ruckus at the assembly as BJP MLAs entered the well. They were subsequently marshaled out of the assembly. While Jharkhand Chief Minister Hemant Sorin faces a potential disqualification as an MLA, a delegation of 10 leaders from the Jharkhand Mukti Morcha Congress Coalition met State Governor Ramesh Bains at the Raj Bhavan today. This comes after the Election Commission reportedly recommended Sorain's disqualification to the governor. The recommendation came after the BJP moved a plea alleging that Sorain had violated election rules by granting a mining lease to himself. Last week, the JMM Congress Alliance had moved its MLAs from Ranchi. Following a meeting at the chief minister's residence, the leaders were seen getting into buses with luggage and leaving for an undisclosed location. The goods and services tax revenue has increased 28% year-on-year to 1.4 lakh crore rupees in August, the Union Ministry of Finance said in a statement. The revenue has crossed the 1.4 lakh crore rupees mark for six months now. In the statement, the ministry said that during the month, revenues from import of goods were 57% higher and the revenues from domestic transaction including import of services, were 19% higher than the revenues from these sources during August last year. The central government collected over 54,000 crore rupees and the states collected over 56,000 crore rupees after settlements. Among the states, Punjab, Haryana, Delhi, Gujarat and Maharashtra reported double-digit growth, Mint reported. The ministry said the growth was due to a clear impact of various measures taken by the council in the past to ensure better compliance. It added that better reporting coupled with economic recovery has been having a positive impact on GST revenues on a consistent basis. The National Investigation Agency has announced a bounty of 25 lakh rupees for information on underworld gangster Dawood Ibrahim. A bounty of 20 lakh rupees has also been placed on Ibrahim's lieutenant, Chota Shakil. Additionally, the NIA has announced a bounty of 15 lakh rupees each for Ibrahim's other aides, Anis Ibrahim, Javed Chikna and Tiger Memon. In a statement, the NIA said that Ibrahim and the others are working in active collaboration with international terrorist organizations Lashkar-e-Taiba, Jaish-e-Mohammed and Al-Qaeda. Ibrahim and his associates are wanted for several terror activities in India, including the 1993 Mumbai serial blasts, which killed 257 and left over 700 injured. 
The gangster already has a bounty of $25 million, which was announced by the United Nations Security Council in 2003. Last year, India had told the UNSC that Ibrahim continues to enjoy patronage in a neighbouring country. He reportedly resides in Pakistan. Tripura police today served notices to 28 people who were accused of triggering violence against BJP workers during a public meeting presided over by the party's national president, J.P. Nadda. Nadda had been on a two-day visit to the state earlier this week. The attack had happened at the headquarters of Tripura Tribal Area's Autonomous District Council in Khumulwung. It had reportedly left nearly 25 people injured. Following the violence, seven cases were registered in different police stations, Hindustan Times reported. A police release said that during investigation of the cases, police served notices under Section 41A of the CRPC to 28 accused persons for further legal action. Apart from this, one person was arrested and raids are being conducted to arrest others, the release said. The move came days after State Chief Minister Dr. Manik Saha had called for stern action against those who had carried out the attack. Listeners, in June, Kanpur was among several cities that witnessed violence as some groups took to the streets to protest remarks by BJP leaders against Prophet Muhammad. To build its case against the alleged perpetrators of the violence, the Uttar Pradesh police has now invoked a conspiracy theory that the local Muslims were trying to take over Hindu land under the guise of riots. In a 1,500-page proposal to the Kanpur district magistrate outlining why the alleged mastermind behind the violence, Hayat Zafar Hashmi, must be booked under the National Security Act, a special investigation team of the police weaved its case around half a dozen nearly identical statements from Hindu complainants. If you would like to know more about this, you can read Akanksha Kumar's report on newslaundry.com. It is titled, Kanpur Police Link Muslim Protests Against Nupur Sharma to Take Over of Hindu Land. We're able to bring you such reports and analysis because we don't depend on governments, political parties or corporations for ads. News Laundry is an ad-free platform. We rely only on you to support us. So, if you're not a part of our independent news model already, head over to newslaundry.com and click on the red subscription button on the top right corner of the screen. Subscription plans start as low as 300 rupees only. Pay to keep news free. In a long-awaited report, the UN Human Rights Commissioner, Michelle Bachelet, has said that China's arbitrary and discriminatory detention of Uyghurs and other Muslims in its Xinjiang region may constitute crimes against humanity. Bachelet released the report just minutes before her four-year term ended. Several rights groups and diplomats had criticised Bachelet for being too soft on China. Additionally, they accused the Chinese government of abuses against the Uyghur community through mass use of forced labour in internment camps. The report stated that there are credible indications of violations of reproductive rights through the coercive enforcement of family planning policies since 2017. It added that the lack of government data made it difficult to draw conclusions on the full extent of current enforcement of these policies. The report recommended that the Chinese government take prompt actions and release all those detained in training centres, prisons or detention facilities. China has denied any abuses in Xinjiang and issued a response to the UN report, The Guardian reported. The response emphasised on the threat of terrorism and the stability that the state programme of de-radicalisation and vocational education and training centres brought to Xinjiang. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. 
All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.